Chicago hard, Chicago hard, Chicago hard. Up and into them, right from the start of the game. the Chicago State of Mind. We are a Chicago sports podcast from the perspectives of Southside guys with an unapologetic Chicago bias. If this city could talk, it would say Chicago versus everybody. I love Chicago. Yeah. I remember when uh, my son TJ was probably in junior high and we'd come up here because my friend is the team doctor uh, for the Chicago White Sox. Oh, nice. Okay. And uh, we'd come up here. We'd ride the the l and he was like why you call it the l i go tj it's the elevated train you know he's a he's a plano kid not a city slicker like me from from new york and uh it was really kind of cool we went down you know to the lake uh we got the bicycle built for two we took the sea taxi over to the uh museum um so we had a lot of fun together i love this and i took my team last night to uh, gibson's for dinner yeah they're good <laughs> yeah i'm trying to feed them right so they'll play right yeah you you you, you know what to do what, what'd you have last night what, what was your meal i had a steak and potatoes and uh, spinach okay everybody uh, uh i think uh, royce and catino had steak tj uh I think he had fish, salmon. Okay. Cats, uh, Catino's kids had fish. And uh, it was nice. We had a nice time together. Huh? How is Catino doing? He's good. Yeah. He's, he's good. He's amazing. He's an it's amazing so, guy. It's, it's so incredible to see him and even Mahmoud, you know, just those guys that are just still able to play. You know, Mahmoud and I would talk a lot about that because, you know, when I played at 39, the inaugural season of the WNBA and then at 50. So, you know, we have a lot of a lot to uh, to talk about. The number 10 that, that you wore when you played, I think I saw somewhere where you credited that to Walt Frazier. What was it about Walt Frazier and his game that just resonated with you? Walt Frazier, cool, calm, collected, had that swag and was a winner. He knew how to get his teammates involved. And who didn't want to be like Walt Frazier growing up in New York, you know, in the 70s? And, you know, he's still so iconic. You know, the, the funny thing is I can't believe that we're friends. And we've been friends for all these years. But the first time when I got out of college and I met him, and we were both the athletes in 81, um, 
doing an appearance for a a charity event, I couldn't breathe when I talked to him. I was uh, so mesmerized that Walt Frazier was there and he was so chill with me and he knew who I was from Old Dominion because we had just won the back-to-back championships. And then I came back like 30 minutes later. I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, you just changed my life and you had no clue. You were influencing the the life, you know, of a, a young little white Jewish girl growing up in New York. You affected everybody. Wow. And and I really appreciate that. And we've been friends all these years. But isn't that something just about what this sport, like hoop, like it brings so many people together. It doesn't matter what part of the country you're from. It doesn't matter. Like you could be from Chicago, you could be from New York, but that basketball just brings it all together, right? And I- yeah, B, that's so so important because if the rest of the world were like us, we wouldn't have all this BS that's going on in the world. Because I never came down the court and went, well, there's a white guy there and a black guy there and a Latino guy there. Who am I going to play? Right. You you just play and 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 relationships are relationships. And, you know, I never thought that I was going to be a racial and social justice uh, advocate, you know, or activist. I never thought that's who I was going to be in life. But, you know, I can look back to when I was 20 years old and um, I met my my hero of heroes, Muhammad Ali. Uh, We were both doing an appearance in New York at the New York Stock Exchange. And... When it was all said and done, uh, he asked me to come back with my mom and my friend to the Plaza uh, Hotel. And I sat with him in his suite for four hours. You know, I'm 20. And he's like, Nancy, you're going to shake up the world. You're going to change the world. You're going to help Black America. And I was like, what? He goes, he taught me about racism. He taught me about philanthropy. He taught me about the common man. He taught me about the darkness of your skin and how it can affect how people view themselves as African-Americans. 100%, yeah. And most of my friends were black. And I looked at him and I'm like, Gary, Ronald and Donald are sad? what What do you mean? I mean, it just hit me because I was celebrated by the black community. I wasn't tolerated. Right. I was championed. You know, when I made the Olympic team in high school, and I'm not, I, you know, I'm not sitting here, you know, uh, you know, throwing shade at white America, but, you know, Nancy, you're too stupid. You're too dumb. A little girls don't play sports. Why are you playing with black kids? Why are you in the hood or the projects? Why are you taking the train by yourself at 13 years old to Rucker Park? I said because they're my friends and we play and compete. And, you know, those are the things Ali taught me to respect everybody and fear nobody. He taught me there's two people in the world. There's givers and there's takers. He, he taught me so much about racial strife and, you know, allowing people uh, to flourish and, and not to suppress people. When I was younger, honestly, I'm not sure I had a a total handle on it, but as I got older, like he said to me, he goes, Nancy, God made you special. And I looked at him and I went, you know, God too, you know, everybody, (laughs) Mr. Muhammad. (laughs) It was at that point that he just looked at me and he never let me go. 
and he just he told me and gave me instructions of what I need to do. I've been doing it ever since, and you know I'm I'm so proud to be a part of the big three. I'm proud that my boss is Ice Cube. I'm proud of you know people throw the word DEI around like they're they're freaking yep. skittles. Yep. And he actually is actionary. I'm the highest paid coach in the league. I make exactly what Dr. J, uh, George Gervin, you know, Rick Mahorn, Brig Berry, Michael Cooper, Gary Payton. He goes, you won't even have to negotiate that. And I was like, wow. that's exactly what my agent said. And, you know, I left the NBA to be yeah. here. And to Cube. Mm -hmm. this is my fifth year. And, uh, you know, he said something once we honored him at my, um, a few years ago at my Dream Ball Gala for, for Nancy Lubin Charities. And when he was on stage and he was giving his, um, you know, thank you speech, he goes, you know, Nancy and I were just alike. And I looked up at the stage like, what? <laughs> in my cute little dress, in my hair up. Okay. And <laughs> he's, you know, there's 700 people at this event. It's a real event. We're raising millions of dollars to give to the black, brown, uh, Latino, underserved communities. And he goes, yeah, we have more in common than people think. He's like, you know, I'm a guy, she's a girl. She's East Coast, I'm West Coast. Um, I He wanted to say, I'm young, she's old, but he didn't go there. Yeah, yeah, he knew better, okay. <laughs> so he says, uh, you know, sometimes you have to go over things. Sometimes you have to go under things. Sometimes you have to go around things. And what makes us, you know, she's my spirit animal. And he said, sometimes you have to go through things. And she and I have gone through things in our life. And I had to get clarification on the spirit animal, but I was told that's dope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I mean, so you talk about it, right? You went from being in the NBA to coming over to the big three. What was it about the big three for you that said, you know what, this is the next step for me? What was the vision that you saw? Well, it was two things. One, my mom got sick. She, she recently died a year ago, and I knew I had to be with her. I needed to free up my time. I was very grateful to Vlade Divac for treating me as a human being, not as a property, and saying, you know, Nancy, you need to be with your mom. No regrets. Cube saved the day by calling me out of nowhere. I, this is a true story. 2018, I'm watching the men's NCAA tournament, and I'm going back and forth, and I'm watching straight out of Compton. And my phone rings and it's restricted. And, you know, I'm like, I ain't answering the phone. Exactly. Yeah. But then, you know, I'm a girl, so I'm curious. <laughs> and so I go, yo, who's this? And he goes, yo, is Nancy there? And I said, well, yo, you called me. And I said, who is this? He goes, it's Ice Cube. And I'm like, do I call you Mr. Ice, Mr. Cube? What do I call you? <laughs> <laughs> and now I look back, I'm a little embarrassed, but this is me organically on the, on the regular. Just being real. And, I love it. <laughs> and he said, I'm sitting in a room here with guys that by and large look like me. And he's like, I'm a cultural guy. I want to, you know, make sure there's equality. 
we'd like to hire you to be the first female head coach in a men's pro league. And that's when, you know, he said, you'll get equal pay. And I was like, wow. And I said, are you checking a box? And I I said, you know, you know what that's like. And he says, no, I think you can win. I said, good. I'll take the job. Wow. Just like that. You you, you were like, let's go. Because when he said, I think you can win that I'm wired to win. That's my DNA. I'm, I'm, I had to play against men my whole life because I didn't have the WNBA my prom. I played in the WNBA at 39 and 50. Right. I didn't have all those years like, you know, Bird or Tarasi or, you know, uh, you know, players like that. I right. played against, I played against you. Mm-hmm. Get my, my, my ass kicked on, on the regular, but not never being afraid and keep coming back for more. Right. And that's well, that's, how, that, that's that New York in you, though. Yeah, and it's the dog in you, and you know, I see what what Cube is doing for so many of us, and I I feel like I owe it to him out of gratitude. He's an amazing man. He's iconic. It's a black owned business. That's right. And and every African American in Chicago Sunday should fill that arena. Feel, you know, we talk about let's do this or we need this. You know what? We need. I know there's going to be white people in the building that buy their ticket. I, I'm challenging, you know, the African-American people. Um, buy a ticket. Come in the building. It, it's black owned. It, you're, you're going to have a great time. It's, it's going to be a date with your, your girl or your guy or whoever you are. It's going to be a great time for children. You're going to get, for the price of a ticket, you're going to get to watch five, you know, five games, six games. It's in Chicago. You're going to have the time of your life. We're friendly. We're accessible. We sign autographs. Um, you know, Cube is, is going to do his thing and, and, and rap, and he's got some of his friends there. It's a heck of a day. It's on CBS. I mean, how can you go wrong? But let, if we're really going to support Black-owned businesses support Black-owned businesses. Like like when George Floyd was murdered. I'm in my neighborhood in Dallas, and somebody put a Black Lives Matter sign in their window. So I'm a little bit of a pill, okay? So I'm walking my dogs, and I looked at these people, and I went, does it? Does it matter? And the the wife looked at me. I said, I don't actually have to put that in my, my window. I live it every day. And I said, I said to my neighbor, I didn't know who they were, but I said, if you live in this community, you've done well. Have you ever hired somebody who doesn't look like you? And if you have hired somebody who doesn't look like you, have you mentored them? Have you tutored them? Have you set them up for success, not failure? So you don't play the quota game on, on people. And he, they just looked at me and I'm like, Take that crap out of your window, please, and give somebody a job that has health insurance that they can start feeling good about what they're doing. So that's how, you know, that's what Ali taught me. And I know I'm a little New York rough around the edges sometimes, but my heart's in the right place. I can already see that, yeah. But, but, you know, I challenge Black America to do the same thing, right? let's, Let's support each other. That's right. Support Ice Cube. He he's mm-hmm. done this. He's given all of us incredible jobs, paid us a lot of money. I don't know if he's made a nickel 
from this thing, but he's extended everybody's careers. Yep. So let's support him. The big three, the talent in this league is enormous. And think about this, Bri. My son TJ plays for me on power. I'm the only coach in America that is now coaching at this level their son. So I, I can double dip on my kid. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. He's he's a good guy, and um, I'm proud to be able to coach him. It's a, it's a blessing, actually. I mean, how is that for both of you guys? I mean, just, to, you know, for both of you just to be able to have that moment and even to share in that moment of, of him playing for you. You know, it was a little harder than I thought last year because he had to – he had to earn the respect of not only his teammates, but the players in the league, right? It's a little reverse. Hey, look, at it. she put her, she's given her kid a payday. Uh, this, you know, white kid playing in the, he had to earn the respect of NBA guys and guys who've been around the game forever. So I'm sure they were probably coming for him a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and actually they should, I would have done that too. So I'm proud of him of how he played and how he connected with everybody in this league. Um, he did a hell of a job uh, for us last year as we we got to the, you know, power has been in uh, three of the five championship games in six years. Well, this will be the sixth year. So three in five years. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we, we have a culture here. Uh, and we just, again, I'll go right back to, to Ice Cube. We have a culture because we want to represent. It's a business. We want him to be successful. And he's given us the opportunity to shine as players and coaches. You were talking about Ice Cube. My outlet is Black-owned. And to even enter this media space without the connections, without people kind of like co-signing for me, for lack of better words, it was tough. But here we are. I'm interviewing legends now. Like I get to interview Ice Cube in an hour. That's stuff that I don't take for granted. And so to the point that you said, we have to all do better about supporting our own. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I mean, we can't, we have to, we, we can't suppress, you know what happens? The pie has been so small for black America. And if I, I hope I'm not insulting anybody, um, with African-American or Black America, the pie has been so small that some people have gotten slivers of it and other people have been jealous of the ones who's ascended. When I was playing college basketball, I, or, or, or you know, when it was in the eight, early 80s, 90s, I had the majority of the shine and there was a lot of jealousy and envy and, you know, I'm sure. yeah. why her? Instead of people rallying around and saying, you know, if she can get this, there's going to be a brighter spotlight on our mm -hmm. sport. And open it up for all of us. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So lift when you rise. Take somebody up with you and take somebody up who doesn't look like you. And, you know, and that's the true essence of, you know, inclusion and, and, and equality. And you you know, although I appreciate your gratitude because, you know, I've had an, a full career of, of getting inducted again in the Basketball Hall of Fame with the Olympic team on August 12th in Springfield with Dwayne Wade, oh, with yeah. Dirk, with Pop, with Tony, with Powell, with Becky Hammond. And if that never happened to me, I've had a, a life that I would never have thought. I, was, I had no father, no food, no heat, no electricity, grew up in New York. 
I didn't know if I was going to kill you. I didn't know if I was going to kill me or join right. a gang. Sports changed my life. I'm a girl from the 60s. I'm not supposed to be here today, you know, uh, in a prominent role. But this is, God doesn't make mistakes. He sure doesn't. My grandmother used to tell me that all the time. He doesn't make mistakes. He picked me. I'm supposed to be doing something powerful. You know, for the longest time, I wanted to be the greatest basketball player of all time. And now I can understand what my hero and my friend of 37 years, Muhammad Ali, kept pushing me to do. He wanted me to be the greatest advocate of all time, the greatest activist of all time. I, I'm here. I stand with the African-American community. But remember, even the most perfect pancake has two sides. That's right. Two sides. So you got to handle your business. <laughs> my job is to handle my business and give people a reason to show respect, love, kindness, and opportunity to my friends. And we work together. There's never been anybody who's been successful in this world that wasn't on a part of a team. I'm on a team, and while I have a breath in this life, I am going to stand strong, and I'm going to be bold, and I'm going to be a part of the growth of, you know, African Americans in the United States and beyond. No, I definitely appreciate that. Last one, what can we expect from the power this season? You talk about that culture. What can we expect from you? Well, I'm waiting for LeBron to call me back. That would make <laughs> us really, really good. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm serious about that one. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Okay. You hit them <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, you know, we're just going to play hard. We're going to be prepared. Uh, we're going to play our style of basketball. I believe this is the most talent this league has ever had. Joe Johnson is back, two-time MVP. I sold Joe. And we're going to just have to take every game, every possession. You know, you play to 50. Every, every possession matters. Every possession matters. We learned that in the championship game against Trilogy last year, who won their second mm -hmm. consecutive championship. You know, you just got to play the big points uh, smart. We have guys like Katino Mobley, Royce White. Um, we're, we're Glenn Rice Jr. We're, we're going to get after it. Yep, mm -hmm. we're going to get after it, and we're going to play hard. No matter what happens this season, we will play hard. We are dogs. And we will play hard. Not every shot's going to go in, but, you know, how we come prepared uh, will matter. Well, hey, Nancy, I, listen, I appreciate you so much. And I'm humbly saying that it's an honor. I mean, I watched you as a kid, you know what I mean? So just humbly, just appreciate you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. And I'll see you tomorrow at the uh, at the mixer. So I'll make sure to, to come up and introduce myself. Please. I, I would appreciate that. But uh, uh, good luck in your career and just... Uh, you know, keep grinding and believing, you know, uh, the only difference between a good day and a bad day is your attitude and belief. Believe, That's right. 100%, see right. yourself shining. Okay. I appreciate you. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. teammates. But one thing about Michael Jordan was he never asked me to do something 
that he didn't fucking do. I'm only doing it because it is who I am. That's how I played the game. That was my mentality. If you don't want to play that way, don't play that way.